Look, I, I, I'm a big believer that, 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 that people need to, are more productive when they're in person. Um, and, um, and, 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 and really, man, I, and the whole, the whole sort of work from home thing, it's like, it, it, I, I, I think it's, to, look, there are some exceptions, but I, I kind of think that, that the whole notion of work from home is, is a bit like the, you know, the, 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 the fake Marie Antoinette quote, let them eat cake. Mm -hmm. It's like, it's like, it's like really, you're going to work from home and you're going to make everyone else who made your car come work, to the work in the factory. You're going to make the people who make your food that gets delivered, that they, they can't work from home. The, you know, the, the, the people that, that come fix your house, they, they can't work from home, but you can? Does that seem morally right? That's messed up. You see it as a moral issue? Yes. I mean, I see it more as and just it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a productivity issue, but yeah. it's also a moral issue. People should get off the moral high horse with the work from home. Um, because they're asking everyone else to not work from home while they do. And yet there's, there's still pushback, by the way. It's still yeah. going on. This battle is still happening. I mean, leaders of organizations, and I speak to plenty of them, I want people back. I want people back. Three days a week, they're still battling. Uh, it, it's not clear that yeah. it's ever going to change. People are not coming back no, no, five no, days look, a week. Look, people, the, 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 the laptop class is living in La La Land, okay? The, as I said, the, you, you, you can't, but look at the cars. Are people working from from home here? Of course not. Um, so the, so the people were, were, you know, building cars, servicing the cars, uh, building houses, fixing houses, uh, making the food, um, making all the things that, that that people consume. It's it's messed up to assume that that, that yes, they have to go to work, but you don't. How is that? Th that is it's not just a productivity thing. I think it's morally mor morally wrong. Nothing like somebody saying that it's morally wrong to work from home and then following that up with a GD blast, taking taking the Lord's name in vain, violating the, the third commandment. That's that's I guess that's not that funny to, to, to Christians such as myself out there. But Elon Musk, I've been following this for, for quite some time. Elon Musk is is against people working from home. He's he's had many interviews about this and you see his practices at Twitter. You see his practices at Tesla. Obviously, when you're in manufacturing, you can't work from home unless you're replaced by by the AI overlords, which is probably the, the next thing on the list. And I'm sure if Elon Musk found a way to replace his entire Tesla staff with, with AI robots at one-third the cost, he would fire everyone's arse immediately. <laughs> he would be passing out pink slips the next day getting on the, on the moral high horse. Look, I'm a capitalist and I support people making paper. I support, I'm not, you're never going to hear from me, uh, Elon Musk, he's a billionaire. That means he's a terrible person. That means that he must have stepped over and stepped on somebody to, to be successful. You're not going to hear that from me. This guy perfected the electric car. The, the electric car is, is one of the, one of the best inventions in, in, in the history of humanity. So you're not going to get that from me. But when he starts getting into, see, where I think this is dangerous, there's several things that I see with Elon Musk that's dangerous. I talked about the whole concept of him wanting to go out to Mars and terraform Mars and get people out there. And, and you start to read the fine print. You read some of the articles about the space exploration, which, which sounds exciting. If I was young and, and, and wasn't married, no kids, perfect shape. 
Maybe you think that you can you could be one of the first humans to to colonize Mars. If you could survive the I think it, it would take a year to get to Mars or something like that. And if you of course if you could survive the the negative 177 degree temperatures on Mars, that might be exciting to to be the first real life Futurama spaceship crew. But when you read more about it, People that don't have the money, because it's going to cost a, a grip of money, I would assume. I mean, just to get into outer space, I think, like, Virgin Galactic and these companies that, that'll take you into outer space, I think that they charge, like, 200, 200 large just to, to, to get into outer space. And then William Shatner, he wrote, he wrote a very damning article about his trip in outer space. He basically said that it was the most depressing experience of, of of his life that there's absolutely nothing out there but that's neither here or there i'm sure there are people that want to do that but when you read more into it they're willing to finance your trip to mars but you're indebted to the financier which would be elon musk or, or his llc his company now if you go to mars and elon musk basically owns mars and you're indebted to him, what does that make Elon Musk? That basically makes him your God or your Allah or your Buddha. And to me, that's that's where it gets a little scary when he talks. If he says, look, if you want to work, I don't have a problem. I don't agree. If he says, if you, if you want to work for me, if you want to work for Twitter, if you want to work for Tesla, you need to get your keister to the office. If it's me and, and I'm a young, smart person from MIT, I'm not talking about me, Lance J., but if it's me and I'm some young, smart person from MIT, or I went to Northwestern, I went to Stanford, Harvard, I'm I'm summa cum laude, I, I would tell Elon Musk to, to go fornicate himself. Because people from Gen Z, they're not going to work 50 hours a week chained to a desk. It's just not going to happen. If someone has hired people and fired people and trained and developed people, you're not going to get elite talents to, to come work for you without any flexibility. Now, I agree with Elon Musk conceptually. The work from home 100% of the time, I don't believe in that. I do a lot of consulting. I go on site as much as possible. I get on a plane. I get in a car. If I meet with a client in Atlanta, I'm getting my car and I'm going to Atlanta. I'm not going to zoom in that, that, that conversation. Face-to-face interaction is very important for building morale, for building relationships. But I think the concept, and I think most people are reasonable, I think it's unreasonable to work from home 100% of the time. Unless you're a customer service rep or you're in a role or you're on the phone all day or something like that, that might be a little bit different. But if you're a part of a team, if you're not an individual contributor, you're a part of a team, you're building something, you're sharing the load, being there in person is valuable, but I've said this frequently. I was sending my people home two, three days a week before COVID because it's stupid and it's demoralizing and it's a demotivator to have someone drive in an hour and a half. If you live in a big metro area like San Francisco or LA or Phoenix or Seattle or Miami or Atlanta or DC or Boston where traffic is a beast, having people spend Three hours a day commuting to and from work doesn't make a lot of sense to me. I'd much rather have my people, if they can, spending time with their family, 
staying in shape, getting a massage, whatever they could do to, to, to take some of the pressure off. There's plenty of work for us when you get back. But I don't like the concept of, of running people in the ground. Now, I don't, I don't know the culture at Tesla. I don't know the culture at Twitter. I mean, I, I've, I read stuff. It doesn't look like Twitter has that awesome of a culture. It doesn't look like a place that I want to work. If the CEO is demanding that, that I spend 60 hours a week in the office, that doesn't seem like the type of place where I want to work. I think the people, it's not that people don't want to work in office. I think people want flexibility. They want to know that if something's going on, they have a family situation, they have a health crisis. They have a child that's an, that's an athlete. I had my man Alan Bozeman on the show. His, his sons are soccer superstars. And he owns his own firm. His name is on the door. He's a partner at his law firm and an owner, Sherman Bozeman. Well, he has the ability, if his son has a soccer game at 4 in the afternoon, he can go to the game. If he was at a big law firm, he might not have that opportunity. And I think that's the most important thing in life. I was talking um, the other day about my experience with, with one of my wife's coworkers retiring and how when you retire, when you're at the end of your career, people are not focused on your productivity. No, Elon Musk isn't going to give you a gold watch if you work for Tesla and say, man, you had, you had the record for most days without incident in your career at Tesla. That's not how it works. So I think spending time with your family, spending time doing things outside of work, I think that that's very important to my generation, definitely to Generation Z. When I worked for Highmark, Highmark is in like a 45-story building downtown. It's one of the tallest buildings in Pittsburgh. It's so intimidating. They have a food court. They have a plate. They have this huge gymnasium. You can get a Pilates class. You can get a protein shake. There's so many things that you could do there. It's almost like you live there. You can be there 20 hours a day, almost coffee shops, shopping for there's like a target across the street. Anything that you want and need, you can get in that building or, or adjacent to that building. And I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that strategy. Highmark is one of the most successful health plans in the country. But I think that people are gravitating away from that. All of the overhead, the cost of owning buildings and garages and all of that stuff. I think that there's a proper medium to where you can come into work a couple of days a week. You have less overhead. You have more flexibility. And the concept, I disagree with Eli much strongly in the, in the concept. Obviously, this is, this is someone who's much smarter than me and much more successful and powerful than me. I don't believe that, that people are less productive at home. I believe that people who are going to be productive, they're going to be productive at home. They're going to be productive at the airport. They're going to be productive in the Uber they're going to be productive in their cubicle or office. People who are not productive and need supervision and handholding, they're not going to be productive at home, but they're not going to be productive in the office either. Paragon 7 Studios. Live from the Paragon 7 Studios, you are listening to the Lance J Radio Network. Paragon, Paragon 7, 7 Studios. This is
is James Lewis, host of the Lanch Day Radio Network HealthCast series. When I was a quality executive, I spent many years working with Episource on chart retrieval, coding, and their analytics platform. This is the time of year where health plans are focused on their final push for risk adjustment to close out 2021 dates of service. Identify HCC gaps. Stratify at both the member and provider level with Episource analysts. Episource combines intelligent technology and a team with many years of subject matter expertise. For a demonstration request, go to www.episource.com. Rampage, the first lieutenant of the Universal Flipmode Squad. For those that's listening to this, Lance is a genius. He put a moving office in a G-Fizzle, in a G-Wagon. All my ballers, all my millionaires, all my trillionaires, all my entrepreneurs. Understand, this man went from here to here in a G-Fizzle, and he put a moving digital studio right. inside of a G-Wagon. James Lewis. Who believes in themselves? That's independent. You are listening to the Lance J Radio Network. It's electric made extraordinary. Ingenuity in motion. It listens, learns, adapts, and anticipates your every need. With intelligence that feels anything but artificial. The EQS from Mercedes-Benz. It's the car electric has been waiting for. It's time to switch to T-Mobile. Right now, pay zero cost when you do. Keep your number and keep your phone. We'll even pay it off. Only at T-Mobile, the leader in 5G. 